0: we are back welcome back to but make it hallmark i'm saying hi for the last time in 2022 my name is patty and i am here with my co-host chingai good morning good morning we did it patty we did it (laughs) we made it to the end of 40 plus movies and i survived a, a parental family visit And I apologize, Shingai, for leaving you waiting for 30 minutes. It's all right. (laughs) But it's no apologies uh, this episode. I know that over the past couple of weeks, it's been a hit or a miss. But today's episode is just all about the hits. We bring you our end of year recap well, technically, end of the Christmas season recap because 40-plus movies need a retrospective because even we forgot what the first couple of movies were about. In this episode, we will be ranking our top 15. Technically, it was going to be our top 10, and there are years like this one when we got to make space for those five special mentions. But we'll also be giving, I guess, special awards to our top children of... Gasp Gasp indeed. To our top three kids of the HCU, our top three sidekicks from each of the movies. You know, we love us a good sidekick. And our top three cameos of the year. But before we kick this off, Chingai, I know you have some special news you want to share. I do. I have an announcement,
1: not about <laughs> myself, but we aren't even done with 2022 and already we have news about the Christmas lineup for next year. So the big news is for Countdown to Christmas next year, we are getting two of our absolute faves. Bethany Joydens is making a return Woo-hoo! to Christmas movies alongside... None other than Christopher Palaha. What the fuck? I cannot even begin <laughs> to imagine how great <laughs> this is going to be. We have 12
0: months to get excited for this, folks. I cannot wait. That's pretty crazy. The, the, they're like, I don't know. I've seen the ratings, but that is some great fucking marketing for Hallmark, given they do shoot these movies in advance, meaning they plan those movies in advance. These are two of the biggest stars. These are two of the stars where whenever they do anything, panties come flying. Yes, even for BJL. I'm excited. You're excited. This could be... Could this be our number one movie for next year? I hope so, but there may be surprises. And uh, speaking of surprises, I guess I want to share our first special mini list within this episode of our top three kids. From this season's set of movies, as you guys know, children and Chingay and myself do not mix well. But this year, shockingly, you know, we were able to come up with a list of uh, not fifteen, um, but three. Just kidding, there was one. <laughs> <laughs> Our top. We tried, guys. We tried listing three kids we liked, and uh, surprise to say. One came up on top, and if you haven't guessed it yet, you have not been paying attention, and that's fine. We too have forgotten. Um, Our favorite child in this 40-plus series of movies is none other than Max, also known as Bella in her real name this year from A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. She starred as Victor Webster's child. She was the namesake of Bella's bakery, and she was just adorable. I am... I hope, you know how when Disney kids turn out to be like druggies at some point or really troubled when they get older? I hope Bella, also known as Max, also known as this girl subverts this and goes out to be a well-adjusted child because she's adorable and she was great in this movie and I really liked her like she was delightful as children ought to be I assume (laughs) I assume that's why they want them in the movies right delightful but I can't say the same for the 39 other kids I'm assuming every movie had one but (laughs) let's just average it out to 40 kids and uh She's the best of the best. So congratulations to Bella, also known as Max, also known as Victor Webster's Child in Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. You have won the game considering there were other movies where there were like seven children. So, yeah. She has job.
1: also won the Hallmark Genetic Lottery with Travis Van Winkle and Victor <laughs> Webster being her parents.
0: So <laughs> who is Bella's dad next year? I hope she sticks with dads and not moms, but we'll see. We'll find out. Um, always been a dead mom, right? Or a, or a divorced mom? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dead mm-hmm. mom so far. All right. Chingai. All right.
1: Let's kick off our lineup of our top nice movies that made it this year. Number 15 is The Royal Nanny. What? Wow. I had to fight for this because actually The Royal Nanny wasn't on Patty's list. <laughs> I made, made a,
0: 15.
1: Yeah, Well, yeah, I, I made a case for its boldness, its courageousness, because the Royal Nanny truly went where no movie in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe or otherwise has <laughs> ever gone before. How did it manage to blend MI5 with royalty with your standard Hallmark cookie cutter Christmas offerings i don't know but it did it well it made bold choices and i think you know with great risk comes great reward and you know i'm a sucker for any movie with british accents in it even if our leading guy's (laughs) accent wasn't all there that was fine i i think the royal nanny deserves a spot on this list because
0: yeah it went it went places literally we we concurred in the end. Congrats to the Royal Nanny for making mm-hmm. it to number 15. At number 14 of our nice movie list, it's My Southern Family Christmas. And this one didn't make it the Kai's list, but I also <laughs> fought for it because how can you deny the fact that J.C. Elliott is a star? She has really been coming into her own and seeing her on the Hallmark channel not only represents stars of all sizes, shapes, she's not that big. And Bruce Campbell, how can we forget him? Anytime Bruce Campbell appears in a movie, whether it's One December Night or this one, he always brings the gravitas. And what I liked about this is that this is one of the couple of movies that show that Hallmark movies don't need to be just focused on the romance it can focus on the family. I mean, a Kelly, throw her in there. Her The family dynamic, showing a non-snowy Christmas. That's that's a pretty interesting spin on the usual. It has to be a white, literal, <laughs> it has to be a literal white snow-covered Christmas. And and my Southern Family Christmas um, also represented, you know, adoption stories. And uh, we're getting more and more different representations of different stories and different stars and I really appreciated that. So, yeah, that's why it made it to my list.
1: On to lucky number 13. We have Undercover Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to swallow my words right now because a movie where Dead Eyes becomes alive. I love you. Needs to be part of this list. I mean, not only do we get Stephen Hazaris redemption here, but we also have like a Latinx spin on Christmas, which is always fun to watch. I know I've realized that I don't like singing in Christmas <laughs> movies. And I know that <laughs> Patty had to contend with, um, yes, someone who she thinks did not sing very well. <laughs> but but that, that sing-off scene, I think, mm. took the cake and... You know, any any movie where Hallmark reads our minds and listens to our pitch of having a bodyguard movie and just puts it out there, it it has to make it to the list. Undercover holiday, um, I'm never gonna look at Steven Hussari the same way again. Hmm.
0: What? I love <laughs> it. Welcome to the fold. Hussar's <laughs> <laughs> <Azari's> hose. <laughs> We're, we're uh, debuting a, a group of bandits. At number 12 is The Gift of peace. Well, oh well, my well. God. well, well. Well, well, <laughs> well, the return of the zaddy. Obviously, the standout here is Nikita Loach and Brennan Elliott's incredible performances. But really, it's a good showing for the Dayspring productions. And I'm curious, I'm not saying I'm eager, but I'm curious to see how they represent and bring it next year if this becomes a franchise. It made religion or like a religiously slanted movie sexy, shockingly. They made grief watchable. And and they just show that it is part of the Christmas tradition. So they're really trying to go into different stories. And I really appreciated how in the skilled hands of very talented actors, Zaddy strikes again, and Nikki Delote seems to be our grief goddess. And you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> They they did it. They did it for me. And I'm I'm really I'm i I'm not surprised that it made it, but I'm surprised it made it this high. So Chingay and I's blended ranking uh gives our stamp of approval to the gift of peace. You can do serious stories, you can do it well. And obviously this is an MOC all over it, right? Well, technically day spring, but
1: yeah. Another point for Miracles of Christmas goes to a Maple Valley Christmas, I... which was, like, one of the sappiest movies, <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> but, I mean, Andrew Walker. Okay, Andrew Walker on a horse. <laughs>
0: Ooh.
1: Uh, prancing around, like, maple <laughs> trees. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. I know this was, like, extra, I don't know, it was extra in all its sappiness but like i i think that this was a miracles of christmas story that it was the one that we needed i think because not only did it focus on the love story but it also incorporated like family drama family business drama sibling drama so it's very much in the vein of all the other miracles of christmas movies but i think what like just put the cherry on top what put the syrup on top of the stack yes. of pancakes was our are Andrew Walker. And this was, like, unbeknownst to us, because this came early on in, in the series, and in this year's lineup. Unbeknownst to us, this was only a teaser to what we were going to get served mm. later on in the season. So anytime you put Andrew Walker on a
0: horse he is gonna make it to the top list <laughs> <laughs> and, and make it he did but guys that's only our first five movies we've got ten more to go we'll take a quick break and when we're back we're back we're down to our top ten see you then
1: Welcome back to Butt Naked Hallmark. We're gonna count down our top 10 movies now but before we get into that let's give a shout out to our special sidekicks. If you've been listening to (laughs) our pod for any amount of time you'll know that we, we have a special place in our hearts for sidekicks and we had a long long list of sidekicks for this year's movies and it it was a little hard to get them down to three and this third one on our sidekick list was someone that we had to include even if maybe there were other better ones out there every year that mayor comes out he needs a special mention so mayor from the holiday sitter where he wasn't a mayor he was actually uh A dad who is going for adoption. (laughs) He was not a mayor, but he's mayor of our hearts. Anytime he shows up, he is gonna be up there in our list of top. And we don't remember his name. Dowden, something, Jason, something. But anyway, Matthew (laughs) Dowden. Okay, where did I get Jason? Matthew Dowden (laughs) still reigns supreme. Uh, number two on our sidekick list is Scary Poppins herself <laughs> from The Royal <laughs> Nanny. Again, a bold choice. Great risk equals great reward. And she is getting a number two because she, she definitely made an impact in that movie. It was so funny. The fact that we had like a, a spy professor nanny, the Nanny Academy going on. Uh, she was just... Hilarious She was comedic And I think Scary Poppins Played a big part In the Royal Nanny Like making it to the top And our Number one Sidekick Is The bully From Three wise men And a baby The neighbor Who really brought on Like the 80s Comedy (laughs) Uh, He was so funny Taunting the brothers About their Christmas decorations And just peppering this this already spectacular movie with even more comedic potential. I know I mentioned that maybe Polaha would have been a better pick or not a better pick, but he would have like added to the star quality. Mm. But you know what? Um even if he wasn't Polaha, he did Polaha quality acting in this movie. And so, I don't know his name <laughs> as with all these other sidekicks, but I love him and I will truly remember him. For many years to come,
0: (laughs) I'm excited to see these guys in next year's movies because, guys, like, I mean, Mayor has been in too many movies. We've called him Mayor now. And they really bring a little extra something to uh, the movies. And this year's crop is no different.
1: So. Um, before before we move on, I would just like to mention that our our, our special mentioned sidekicks also, you know, they, they sometimes get a chance at stardom because our former favorite, Jason McKinnon, I just <laughs> mentioned him, <laughs> is now we have part to. of the Netflix family with Firefly yeah. Lane. So, you know, who
0: knows where we'll see Mayor popping up next. Exactly. And now we've reached. So thanks, Chingai, for sharing our top three sidekicks. We now move back into our list. At number 10, we have a Christmas cookie catastrophe. And it surprised both me and Chingai when this came up on the list at number 10. It's a stacked list this year. But this just goes to show that you take a very basic plot line and you can do it really well when given to the very skilled hands of Victor Webster and Rachel Boston. Honestly, these two stars are amazing. And it's very simple, basic Hallmark chemistry. Big burly guy, alpha woman. Oh, look, us, look at us falling in love. And there's cookies in it. How can you resist I really think that, yes, there was a bit of like a mystery of like, oh, who stole the cookie recipe? And it was a bit funny and a bit light. But really what, what stands out for me here is that uh, Victor Webster can cook me a meal any time of the year. <laughs> he can be <laughs> Chef Cupid. He can be a pastry chef. He can be a single dad. He can be a Lothario. And I'll buy it. I'll eat that. I'll eat that cookie. Yeah, no, I mean, but really all jokes aside... This guy and this girl are a great match, and this is the foundation of this is how a basic Christmas movie should be. They've raised the bar because now all other basic Christmas movies need to be at least this good. If you're not quirky or funny or like something different about you, and if we had forty of these types of movies, you think we'd be angry week to week? We would not. So good job, to Victor and Rachel, and the whole, and of course. Bella, also known as Max, because they made a k- Christmas cookie catastrophe, like A+.
1: On to more Star Power with We Wish You a Merry Christmas coming in at number nine. Christopher Palaha uh, hit a strong on week one of Countdown to Christmas, and here he was paired with our favorite tita or aunt, <laughs> Tita Marisol Nichols. <laughs> Who I remember fondly from Holly and Ivy. I liked We Wish You a Merry Christmas because it brought us something different. It brought us a couple that was splitting up, like on the verge of splitting up and going through uh, counseling. And so... You know, it was very, I think they did it very lightheartedly, but handled such a serious topic well also. Because we did, you know, walk through the whole process of considering separation with these two. And, you know, Polaha, he can do banter really well. But, I mean, I think this showed a different side of him where he could handle a little bit of, you know, tough, heavy Emotions Very mature early for him, <laughs> which is nice because we, we get to see different sides of Christopher Palaha. You know, this this movie, to me, will always be like the breakup, but make it Hallmark. Mm. I liked the breakup and, and you know, at least here we see them really come back together in the end and, you know, that, that ties it up very neatly the way a Hallmark movie
0: should. We Love Me, a uh, Chris Palaha movie, and this was it. At number eight, we have Our Italian Christmas Memories. The highest ranking MOC movie. That's a spoiler right there for you guys. And uh, what I will remember from this one is that we really just need more grandpas in movies, please. Bo Bridges, Beau Bridges mm-hmm. did an amazing turn as the patriarch with Alzheimer's. Again, heavy topic, but wonderful showing from. The whole family. Sure, we get the annoying lesbian sister, whatever. But that's representation <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, of course, Goodwitch Aunt or Sash Goodwitch cousin has always been the star of every Hallmark season whenever the Goodwitch girls come out to play. But it's Goodwitch cousin with the flower shop that always <laughs> brings out the best in the movies, and I really appreciate it. Plus, didn't realize they were Italian, but I'll take it. Plus, cooking. Food, grandpas, we don't need the Alzheimer's, but I get why it's there, um, is always a good idea. They bring, they really, MOC, as always, Miracles of Christmas from the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Channel has always been the channel with more serious fare. It's a one is to three uh, ratio. So for every three movies, Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel produces, we get one Miracles of Christmas movie. And... In the past years, there were like a lot of like surprise hits, but now I've come to realize they're just really reliable with these things. And when Countdown to Christmas turns zany and a bit off the rocker, I can always rely on the miracles of Christmas to kind of be like, all right, let's do an after school special. And our Italian Christmas memories was just that. So I will not forget Bobra just freezing in the night and not remembering how to oh get home, God. and that still makes me <laughs> cry. I know I can't, um, but yeah. At number eight is our Italian Christmas memories.
1: Coming in at number seven is the Holiday Sitter. This movie is paving the way for a lot more to come. Um, a lot more diversity. A lot more openness. A lot more opportunities for you know different types of. Love stories being told. That said, uh, this is yet another example of you can do basic well, just like a Christmas mm. cookie catastrophe, because we had a very simple plot here. We've seen this movie over and over again, but now it was in the very capable hands of Jonathan Bennett and newcomer George Krissa with the blue eyes. I will not forget those blue <laughs> eyes, those so neighborly good. blue eyes. I will never, <laughs> I will never part with. Um. This is the start of something good. And the minute they announced this movie, I knew that it would make it into our top 10 because it stands for something bigger than itself, but also... It was done really well. I think Jonathan Bennett has finally found the right fit ever since Aaron Samuels. I think he's been floundering a little bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think he's finally found his niche and I cannot wait to see him next year either in the Holiday Sitter 2 where they have adopted kids maybe or in a movie with Luke McFarlane where they can be besties (laughs) instead of lovers.
0: (laughs) Incredibly excited for your casting of 2023. We're putting it out Mm -hmm. there. And finally wrapping up our list at number six is how can we forget a jolly good Christmas guys? This was this season. We had so many movies. We totally were like, wow, that was so long ago. And Once again, Will Kemp can do any accent. He was American here. I can't believe it. What a waste of accent. But he still (laughs) pulled it off. What I really appreciated about this is they shot it, I'm sure, back to back with The Royal Nanny. Our two Brit movies made it to the pack because more London, please. Seeing a London holiday, a London Christmas, is so different from all the 40 movies we've seen of the usual American Christmas. I know that Hallmark is an American channel, but we are two Asians on the other side of the world talking about these movies. So there must be some other sort of representation and I really appreciated how they brought us and transported us to another place. I know we do a on location movie, like we do your your European one every year with Christmas in Vienna. But I really, really liked the Londonness ness of it all, the posh parties, the beautiful malls. Like would they ever shoot a movie in an American mall? I think not. But this one looked, it was like a character as well. And London definitely stood out. Rash Machete. May she reign in more movies because her and her parents in that cute pub were just too much to handle. It was great all around. Gay Callum Blue, we loved you. Yeah, this was great. And I, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't get any higher, but it's a stacked year. And uh, I'm just glad we had it and we were able to enjoy all the accents and all the... Uh, I mean, we get a new role. We get a professional gift giver, you know, so... <laughs> Gotta love Hallmark for bringing out all the professions one could think of. Congrats to Jolly Good Christmas for making it to number six. When we're back, guys, we've hit the motherlode. Our top five favorites and our top three cameos after the break. And welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and I'm here with my co host guy, And y'all, if you made it this far, we've just watched 40 plus movies together this year. And we're finally down to our top five movies of the year. But before we do that, Hallmark has started a tradition, it seems, wherein we get cameos from our big Hallmark movie stars. And they show up in each other's movies in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. And based on our count... Of what we remember, or who stood out, we counted seven different cameos this year. To differing degrees, of course, of how you define cameo, but we we limited it to the uh, big star in another movie. And in number three, how could we forget that reveal of pascal hutton and we wish you a merry christmas what a reveal as the couple's therapist in the beginning of the movie we see incredibly uncomfortable close-up shots of palaha and marisol nichols and then we see who is the therapist they're talking to none other than the wonderful rosemary from when calls the heart pascal is amazing i'm sad we did not get a movie from pascal herself and Kevin, I get it. One calls the heart is shooting this time of year, but we loved her. It was a great cameo, and it was a good shock. The best part of our cameo was a shock of it, and that was a wonderful one. At number two, another shock, but not. We shouldn't be that shocked, is because she did write the movie. Kimberly Sustad as the doctor that treats the baby and three wise men and a baby. Coming out in scrubs, she looked like she just belonged there with the boys. And having her be the calm force <laughs> calming down these three brothers was just so funny and fun and a nice treat given we know she co wrote this with, with Paul Campbell. So that was cute. And finally, I think you guys have guessed it. In number one, as our favorite cameo this year, is Christopher Palaha and Haul Out the Holly. Another, what? moment because Lacey and Wes were already bringing it down and holding down the fort but then we get a neighborly shot and I love it because he played the, the husband of one of Lacey's friends and they seem to be in a bickering mood and Palaha does bickering so fucking well and so it was really just nice to see them and then just recently Wes Brown and, and Christopher Polak actually posted a Instagram photo of the two of them like in each other's laps In between um, shooting uh, "Haul Out the Holly and uh, I say yes to more. So HCU, Hallmark, we appreciate this. We love it. Keep the cameos coming. It is a nice Easter egg to the diehard fans that we are. And it definitely gives a lot of Reddit threads some life. So I love it. All right.
1: We've come to the top five movies of 2022's Christmas-slash-holiday season. Okay, coming in strong. Number five, Lights, Camera, Christmas. No wonder Kimberly Sustad was on top of that double-decker bus in New York City when they launched this whole program. Because not only did she come out in a cameo, not only did she write a movie, she starred in one of the best movies of the year. Lights, Camera, Christmas is an homage to the Hallmark movie. This was like the most meta we've ever seen Hallmark go, where they had a fake Hallmark network. They had Hallmark Christmas movies and they had Hallmark fans, even in the movie. This movie was a huge inside joke for all of us um, crazy people who just love the Hallmark channel so much. I think what I'll remember most about Lights, Camera, Christmas isn't the chemistry between Kimberly Sustad and her co-actor, whose name I don't remember because Kimberly just stole the show. <laughs> what I will remember most is like those chase scenes, like this whole Hollywood, you know, peely Fest panel type, type things. It was so, it was, it had me starstruck. And so did the CGI in the background <laughs> with the lights of Los Angeles just sparkling all over a CGI team, You did a horrible job, but it was wonderful. And I think I wouldn't have <laughs> had it any other way. This yeah. was so good, so bad, and, and just awesome.
0: <laughs> At number four... Never forget, haul out the holly with Lacey Chabert and Wes Brown. Lacey can do everything. She is the queen of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe, especially during Christmas time. We saw her two years ago really come into her own with the Christmas waltz. And we were like, fuck it. We love Lacey. And now we see her do comedy. Lacey and Wes. Wes hasn't been a star in Chingai's eyes. And I think this year... I wouldn't say changed her mind, but didn't make him hate him, which is wonderful. What I really appreciate about this story is obviously this is like hijink central. This is comedy at its finest in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. We get sidekicks extravaganza. Every single supporting star in this movie, from the neighbors to the mom and dad, to just the way they were doing a meta narrative on how terrible and amazingly decorated the. Uh, neighborhoods in Hallmark movies are (laughs) I had to look up what HOA meant homeowners association I didn't know that was a thing and it it was just really fun this movie was fun this movie of course had a love story Lacey and Wes brought the goods but it was really about the community and yes it is a white suburban town but (laughs) it was good it was good Lacey proved Her metal, she can do it all. I want to see more from her in lighter movies. I mean, are we going to see a Lacey with a gay brother, um, Jonathan Bennett, double movie? Is this a Mean Girls reunion next year? Maybe. Who knows? They are the biggest stars of the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. And I'd love to see a crossover between the two of them because that would be fun. Haul at the holly. Good Cameos, great chemistry, wonderful comedy. What a surprising movie. I'm not I'm surprised they didn't promote this more.
1: From like big name stars to new, fresh faces, we have coming in at number three, The Ghosts of Christmas Always. Patty and I have never been fans of magical realism in movies. <laughs> Walmart gets it wrong year after year. And with the departure of a certain former queen of Hallmark Christmas, we are welcoming people in, I guess, in the writer's seats, in the director's chairs, (laughs) and in front of the camera, who just know how to do magical realism spectacularly well. The Ghost of Christmas always... I was so afraid of this movie because, you know, from the get-go, I was like, I'm going to hate this. I hate (laughs) Christmas Carol done over and over i feel like how many more times can we see this movie apparently not enough because Ghosts of christmas always (laughs) took (laughs) took a classic tale and just did it did it justice and put it in like the context of now it brought in past with present and future in a really surprising way i mean how many more spins can you Put on this tail, right? And and I was so surprised by this movie. And I remember watching it on All Saints Day. And, what? And, like, yeah, I brought my... So I brought my iPad with me. Because like, I, I didn't have time for for mm. watching. Because we are reviewing these movies week upon week. <laughs> so I had to take this in the car with me. And I was watching it in the cemetery. And, and I was really in the spirit of things. Because I was watching ghosts. And I was surrounded by graves. So it was just... It was wonderful. Um, I can't I love the costumes also. It seems like a small detail, but it does so much. The diversity in this movie was not put on. It was just, it added mm. such great flavor. This was an ensemble cast, you know. When when we got the lineup of these movies, I was like, okay, but where are the five-star Christmases? Where are the Christmas mm. houses? Like, and we got a dose of that type of movie, that type of, you know, uh, company movie in in The Ghost of Christmas Always, which was like, really, it, it was like the dark horse. Like, where did this movie come from? Where did these people come from? I want to see more of them. And if they have to do magical realism again in 2023, I hope that they start strong with something like this. Um, get that director back, get that writer back
0: and... You know, do something new. Indeed. No, Chingai, that was amazing. Ghost of Christmas Always was really the, I think, surprise hit because we kept coming back to it week after week of like, ooh, was that as good as Ghost of Christmas Always? And we're like, no, it was not. And that's why it's in our number three spot. In our number two spot, it is no surprise. I mean, if it could have been a tie, it would have been a tie. But we had to rank them. And so at number two, Chingai and I were pretty on the nose on this one. There was no debating at all three wise men and a baby. How can we not talk about it? Some more. Andrew Walker, Paul Campbell, Tyler Hines. Need we say more? This is really the case study for stacking your cast with men. Who knew? We didn't even have big, I guess, you know, female stars in this one. It was just so nice. I think what I really appreciated about this is that we love these three stars separately. Sometimes, can you get too much of a good thing? Apparently, there is no such thing as too much of a good thing when it comes to these three men. And that baby, cute baby, we didn't consider it a kid, so it's it's a baby. It didn't talk, you know, so that's why it's not in our top kids. Um, But (laughs) really adorable. The chemistry between the brothers was spectacular. The banter, at the end of the day, they were the kids of these movies. They were the kids. They played children to Eleanor Waldorf well. We saw the brotherly love. We saw them come together. We saw them in elf suits. We saw them in dancing to the Sugar Plum Fairy song. We (laughs) saw them do tableaus. This has it all. And really, when big stars get together, magic can happen. Literal magic. And 1X this movie, I was gasping. I was smiling. I was crying. I was so happy. And that is the feeling you want from a Hallmark movie, it wasn't even romance. There was some romance, of course, but it wasn't the main event. And you know what? If it's this good, I don't fucking mind. So Three Wise Men and a Baby, when Hallmark does Three Men and a Baby, (laughs) but make it Hallmark. (laughs) It's all there. I want a sequel. Let's be real. Let's do it. Let's do a brother sequel, three movies with their girlfriends now. And then they all kind of just star in each other's movies so that we get three additional movies. Because the girls were quite good too at the end of the day. Yeah, Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad did so well with this script, and I, I want more further partnership.
1: Let's have three wise men and a baby instead of the wedding veil legacy. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we hit our number one the real holiday spectacular of the season. <laughs> Let's just say it, the top one movie in Countdown to Christmas is not a Christmas movie, it's a Hanukkah Mm -hmm. movie. It made it! I I could not be prouder to say that Hanukkah on Rai is our top movie of 2022's season I mean, the, uh, okay, I know that I'm biased here because <laughs> I am a Jerjoor stan, but, you know, feelings aside, <laughs> preferences aside, this movie was everything that we wanted <laughs> in a holiday movie and more. Because not only did it take one of our most beloved, most favorite, most heartfelt tropes, the You've Got Mail Shop Around the Corner tropes, but it it peppered it with Hanukkah, Hanukkah happy things you know it, it, it had it had music, it had Lisa Loeb, it had an ensemble <laughs> cast. it had bubbies fighting, it had food. What more can you ask for? It had New York versus LA it had our reception guy Thomas uh, meddling in this little love affair secret love affair brewing. it had handwritten letters and stationery and and, and a little bit of magical realism done right as well. Uh, this is the only movie that I've watched twice so far. Yes, I've made time <sighs> for this again, and I think this is something that I'll be watching, like even out of like the December season, because it's just done so well. I, I never thought that I would see like bottled with love done better and Hanukkah <sighs> and Rai did it uh, Grob Glass was was just so delightful um, she kept it real I think I love yeah. her portrayal of Molly slash Beth mm. and Jerjor uh, back again for another Christmas slash Hanukkah movie uh, play, paying tribute to his roots and um, I, I love seeing him I love seeing him as a member of the tribe because he played that in the last five years and here he is again I did not like that ridiculous. Looking scarf that he had around his neck. But, you know, I mean, if that's the one thing I'm going to nitpick
0: in a movie, then that movie is going to be pretty good. Hanukkah and Rai, congratulations for being our number one holiday movie (laughs) of the year. We are definitely excited to rewatch all 15. Do we have time? Yeah, we have a couple more days till the end of the year and all the way into the new year. Thank you so much, everybody. And Chinggai, thank you for joining us on this journey. It's no joke, guys. Uh, We've gone through COVID. We've done family (laughs) get-togethers. We've We've done a wedding. We've had a wedding, exactly. (laughs) We've had trips in between. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. cemeteries as well. So we've had it all. And we're excited to see you guys in the new year. There will be January new year, new movies. um, And we're going to take a little teeny-weeny break just to recover from the craziness and the madness, but we appreciate your support throughout this year. If you are not yet subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Like subscribe, share with a friend. We're on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate you sharing us with your friends. If you aren't following us on our socials, we're at Make It Hallmark on Twitter and at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram. I don't know. Give us a follow. Tell us what you liked about this year. We, we love it when you like our stories and our posts, and we just really appreciate all the support you've given us this past year. Thanks, Chingai, and uh, thank you, Patty. And we'll see you guys next year. But for the very last time this year, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.